Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Certainly appreciate you joining me on a Monday. Going to have to apologize right out the gate. Ask that you bear with me. I'm very sick <laughs> making this, but certainly, of course, wanted to come to you on a Monday. Hope it's still a, an enjoyable episode for you. Definitely thank you for tuning in. Now, the Blue Jays coming off of a 5-1 and one homestand. I know we're all, and speaking of being sick, right? I know that Sunday didn't make any of us feel any better. That was a 6-0 and homestand sitting right there to take. Blue Jays did blow that. Now, ironically, on the Sunday loss uh, to Seattle, the 10-8 the and 10 innings loss, the Blue Jays came back from a four-run deficit and then would blow their own four-run lead in losing that game and now head to a ballpark where four runs, two runs, three runs, seven runs, you name it. They're heading to a place where there's no such thing as a safe lead. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Craig Ballard. I am Locked On Blue Jays. I am thankful you're choosing to spend part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. Now, keep in mind, of course, every single Blue Jay game you can take in on Sirius XM. want to thank some of the, our new YouTube subscribers as, again, the channel continues to grow. I'm so appreciative of that. If I butcher your name here, please, I, I apologize. I just want to shout you out because I see and I appreciate you. I, I literally would hope if I butchered your name here, please. Put it in the comments phonetically. I, help, help me out here, please, because because I do want to get it right. I want to show you that respect. Uh, Indraj Kang, uh, Josh Plumpton, Nelson Lee, uh, Bob Siriuncle, Bob, Bob Sir, 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 oh boy, Sior, oh boy. Bob, how do you say your last name, Bob? Put it up phonetically for me, but I see you, Bob, and I appreciate you being along for the for the ride here. Uh, Joseph Kahania. Joseph, I, I hope Kahania is, is even close as well. But point being, I, I see you, and I thank you, and I welcome you. For those of you who are making Locked On Pod, Locked On Blue Jays your number one podcast listen every day as well, especially those of you that are becoming everydayers, much appreciated, much appreciated. You guys are helping the podcast grow. I want to thank you. Toronto Blue Jays, especially, hey, for the everydayers, you'll remember, we talked early on about the importance of getting off to at least a decent start, if not a downright good start, of course, right? But at least decent. And we talked about it from a schedule standpoint. We know the reason for it. We know the reason why it's such a unique schedule for the Blue Jays this season, the renovations at Rogers Center, right? But even though there's a reason for it, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make it any less wonky, any less uh, daunting, I'll say that, the, the schedule early on. 25 of the Blue Jays' first 37 games are on the road, and immediately following that stretch, they play 17 games in 17 days. So 17 straight days of baseball. Now, over the course of 17 days, normally you're going to have at least two, maybe even three days off in there. Blue Jays won't have any. And again, that's right on the heels of being that jet-lagged, tired road team, 25 of those first 37 games on the road. So needed to at least tread water, hope to be a little better than treading water, right? Because the rest of the American League East wasn't going to sit around and wait for the schedule to get in Toronto's favor, which it, which does happen in the second half. They weren't going to sit around and wait for things to, to even out and, and, and wait for an opportunity for the Blue Jays to get going, right? And, and we've seen that actually already play out right before our eyes in the AL East. So we knew the Blue Jays had, had a tough early on, had work cut out for them, despite Sunday's blunders. I mean, two thumbs up, right? We all have to be happy with the way that this season has started. Now, speaking of the heavy road schedule, the heavy road portion, here we go. Here's a big part of it coming up right now. This is day one. This is game one of a nine-game, three-team road trip that actually this weekend is going to include three games at Pittsburgh. That's the 20-9 and nine Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, that should be a, a, a very fun, very, very intriguing series. 
Pittsburgh is certainly a team that I thought could be a 500 team this season could, could surprise some people. I, I, I thought that there was a franchise, a franchise whose arrow was pointed upwards, but a 20 and nine start, one of the best teams in baseball right now did not see that coming, did not see that coming. Now this particular road trip opens with four games at Fenway. So four games at Fenway and then the, a weekend series against the red hot Pittsburgh pirate team. Wow. So in the past, this might have been very worrisome, might have been very worrisome. But let's keep in mind a few things here now when it comes to Toronto Blue Jays versus the hated Boston Red Sox. The last 24 times these two teams have gotten together, your Toronto Blue Jays have won 20 of those games. Pardon me? Yeah, the Blue Jays are on a 20-4 and four run. I honestly think it's one of the more underrated things about being a Toronto Blue Jay fan right now, right? There's never been, in Toronto Blue Jays, history. There's never been a more lopsided, even Boston over Toronto or Toronto over Boston. There's never been more lopsided than it is right now. What was that? 16 and three, the Blue Jays last season versus the Red Sox. And as I say, 20 and four run right now, it's been absolute domination. I've been loving it. I'm sure you have as well. Remember these two got together for uh, nine times at Fenway last season. That first game was uh, um, Zach Collins hit, hits a solo home run. The Jays go up one, nothing. Uh, Boston would tie it and then take the lead in the bottom of the seventh, if I remember correctly. I think they tied it in the fifth and took the lead in the bottom of the seventh. It, was, it might have even taken it in the bottom of the eighth. T took, took it later on in the game and would win that game two to one. The Blue Jays would win the next eight games. There was eight, <laughs> the next eight games at Fenway last season. I mean, <laughs> so fun. And remember that 28 to five beatdown, of course, is in there as well. Spe speaking of so fun, right? The, you, you look at the, the, the Boston Red Sox right now, I mean, sure, they're they're a last place team. They're tied in last place with the New York Yankees. That is glorious. Can, how about a side note? I mean, is that glorious when you look at the two last place teams right now and it's Boston and New York? They're not embarrassing themselves, right? Like as far as last place teams go, I get it. The, the other last place teams in the other divisions are averaging about eight wins. The Red Sox are at 15. The Yankees are at 15. So I get they're not embarrassing themselves, but still, right? We, we can give each other a little wink and a nod. It, it, it's fun to see Boston and New York as the last place teams, yes. The uh, the uh, 2020 uh, Boston uh, the uh, Boston Red Sox really struggled, but uh, this 2023 Red Sox team really seems to me to be one of the the worst Red Sox teams we've seen in a while. I'm not super concerned about this team in this series. I'm not super concerned about this team over the course of the season. Famous last words, right? Watch that come back to bite me. But I just don't like uh, what I see with this Red Sox team. The uh, there's only one batter in this lineup right now for Boston that is hitting 300. That is the, I mean, am I just going to say it? The scumbag, Alex Verdugo. Uh, Rafael Devers, of course, he's doing his thing, 10 home runs. Their shortstop, Enrique Hernandez, his six errors lead baseball. So I love that. Uh, Rymel Tapia, you, you, if you followed me for a while, you know, I, I think Rymel Tapia is just Awful. He's a Boston Red Sox right now. He's doing his usual awful, awful play, hitting 231. That's actually good for him. He has a 333 on base percentage. And I'm just going to admit that that's decent. I mean, for, especially for Ryan Tapia, that's decent. Uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, I mean, this is annually a top five offense. Middle of the pack, though, this season, looking to build as they did have a few good games in, in this homestand. We, we could say that. Overall, as I say, it, it has been a middle of the pack offense, but all kinds of reason for optimism in this series for the Toronto Blue Jays, and in particular, the Toronto Blue Jays offense. We know the pitching has been rolling. 
the the bullpen had some hiccups on Sunday. Again, I'll, I'll spare you. I won't get started on that. That was John Schneider's blunders. But anyway, the starting pitching in the bullpen as a whole has been very good. The offense, again, middle of the pack. But these guys at Fenway, I can tell you that the the the, the plane ride from Toronto to Boston, there, there wasn't a lot of hanging of heads for how they blew Sunday's game. They were just a, a lot of licking of chops because the Toronto Blue Jays hit well at Fenway. I know a lot of teams do, but not a lot of teams have so many batters that hit so well at Fenway. Sit down and get comfy because we're going to go through a lot of numbers here, but they're all so, uh, I think, valid and important. And you talk about glass half full. Holy moly. Let's let's start. Let's go through the order. So Springer, Springer at Fenway in his career, 303 hitter, 397 on base with a 902 OPS. Okay. Okay. We've, okay. We've come out swinging. Okay. We've started hot there. How about Bo? Bo career at Fenway. Would you believe it's even better than Springer? Bo, 341 career at Fenway. Pardon me. 341 career at Fenway. 394 on base for Bo at Fenway. 976 on base for Bo at Fenway. We all saw that home run that Bo hit on Sunday. If we didn't see the the the, the photographic evidence, it went into the, the uh, WestJet flight deck there and 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 boom, smashed it and caused that big dent there. If we hadn't seen that picture of that dent, I would I wouldn't even think that that ball had landed yet. That that ball that that home run that Bo hit on Sunday. Well, would you believe? That was the second. That was only the second longest ball that Bo's ever hit. The longest was right here at Fenway Park. I mean, <laughs> it's a Blue Jays mash at Fenway Park. How about our boy Slim Daddy Vladdy? How about Vlad Guerrero Jr. at Fenway? No slouch himself? Oh, boy. 339 career at Fenway. 439 on base at Fenway. Pardon me? 439 with a 996 OPS. These are video game numbers from our first three hitters, and it keeps going. Vlad as well, six career home runs at Fenway. How about Matt Chapman? <laughs> 2023 Matt Chapman is on a different planet. So keep in mind now that, the, that these numbers we're about to talk about for Matt Chapman for his career at Fenway are, are, aren't even 2023 Matt, Matt Chapman. They were the regular Matt Chapman, not whatever the heck this, this incredible Matt Chapman that we're seeing this season. He's a 305 hitter career at Fenway, 374 on base, 837 OPS, all very good numbers. Ironically, only one home run for Matt Chapman at Fenway. So let's, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume this is a four game series. I'm going to go ahead and say that he's going to double that number. Would you say it's double? Because I'm going to say he's going to get two. So that'd give him three. So with that, I guess that would make it officially that he triples that number. Okay. So he'll, he'll triple that because he's going to walk, he's going to, he's going to walk into this series with one career home run at Fenway. He's going to walk out of this series with three career. At least I could see him doing well this weekend or, or this week. Sorry. All of a sudden, we seem to have Wit, Wit Merrifield, my guy. You, you know, hey, every dayers will know. I've been talking about Wit from day one as the X, as one of the a key X factors for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. How has he done at Fenway Park in his career? Oh, how about a 381 average? How about a 381 average for Wit? 418 on base, 974 OPS. That's the first five batters, and they're all video game numbers. How about uh, how about our guy uh, Alejandro Kirk, who all of a sudden he he's found his stroke right. Alejandro Kirk playing very very well lately. He's twelve for thirty at Fenway Park. That's a four hundred batting average. Holy moly! Now 
the, the, there is some glass half empty. It, it, it is true. I mean, Brandon Belt just four for 21 at Fenway. Uh, Danny Jansen has been awful at Fenway in his career. So, so yes, fine. But you see, I mean, my God, it's a lot of cause for optimism for what the Toronto Blue Jays offense is going to be able to do over the course of these next four days. For, Dal- for Dalton Varshow, talk about a guy that needs to get going. Same with Brandon Belt. Have to hope. I had the same hope when they went to New York with that short porch in right field that that, that could get either one of them, if not hopefully both of them going. It didn't. Well, same idea. Hopefully the, the cozy confines of Fenway Park is good enough to get at least one of Belt or Varshow. Fingers crossed. Hopefully both of them going. Now we'll deep dive the pitching matchup for tonight's game in a moment. And remember that you can take in tonight's game on Sirius XM. Uh, tonight on, uh, sorry, uh, tomorrow, beg your pardon, on Lockdown Blue Jays, we'll get you set as you say Kikuchi looks to remain hot. And we'll be joined by Lockdown Red Sox to really continue to deep dive this series. Now, I'm always looking for a delicious snack, but not one with all the sugar and calories, right? If, if, if I'm speaking to you there, if you're sitting there saying, oh, yeah, me too, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. Yeah, built. You got to try built if you have not already. Built Bars and Puffs are healthier snack choices. They do not compromise on taste. Built Bars are healthy and they taste so good, you'll be checking to make sure they're good for you. Now, what what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Yeah, you did hear that correctly. Yeah, real chocolate. And they have some unbelievable flavors as well. I'm a churro, uh, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, to name a few. That cookies and cream. Yes, please. I'm not even sure how Built does it, but they make the bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Built.com has always had you covered, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Yeah, that's right. You head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built bars. You can go ahead and thank me later. This show brought to you by better help. You know, I'm always learning new things about myself. I'm a person, you know, comfortable in my own skin, but just as soon as I feel like I've mastered something, though, something new comes across, something new comes along for me to overcome, right? For for all of us. Now, we weren't meant to, to do these things by ourselves, whether through friends or family, we all need someone to talk to. Now, what if you feel like there's no one you can turn to talk to, though? There's always help out there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your better potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on MLB. Now let's get into this pitching matchup. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. I've been loving Jose Barrios lately. I'm sure you have as well. Now, big pitcher. If if you just sat and looked at his numbers for the entire season, it's it's a minus 0.2 war. It's a 4.71 ERA. That's 4.71 ERA is not even much of an improvement from his ERA last season, which was the worst in baseball. So on the surface, Craig, you, you really, you're excited about this guy. Well, how about his last three starts? I mean, is this going to work? His last three starts, 19 innings pitched, three runs allowed. 19 in those 19 innings, three runs, 11 hits, two walks, 18 strikeouts, nary a home run in there. In fact, 
Jose Barrios has allowed just one home run all season long. What did we see with Barrios last season? He, he couldn't keep the one-run innings, one run. There were always going to be a second, a third, a fourth. There were, those, run, those innings always became crooked number innings. Never allowed solo home runs. There were always two, three-run home runs, grand slams, you know, crooked numbers on the board for the opponents like that. This season, one home run was a leadoff home run in that Anaheim game. Uh, like, not the leadoff the game. I think it led off the fifth inning, if I remember. It was the middle of the game. Uh, to uh, to Luis Rangifo, it's his only home run of the year, so even a light hitter, not a power hitter, so really odd. But point being, the only home run, one home run in five starts, that's all he's allowed. The only home run Barrios has allowed this season was a solo shot. What have we seen the last few starts to really get excited about Barrios? Because the slurve has been great from start to finish. The slurve has never been the problem. The location of the fastball has often been the problem. Well, his fastball location the last three starts... How about a yes, please, to all three of those starts? Really loved it and, and r- really, really good last time out. Now, again, when you take a look at big picture-wise, so career-wise, how is Jose Barrios done at Fenway? You're not going to be happy with what you see. This is the glass half empty portion here. One and three record, five and a half ERA, or sorry, 5.14 ERA, 1.7 whip. I mean, he's just had base runners left, right, and center. Again, that's big picture. How about as a Toronto Blue Jay? Last season, he pitched twice as a Blue Jay at Fenway, and we know he struggled last season, right? But he did not struggle in his two starts at Fenway. 12, he, he himself went 1-0. 12 innings pitched, just three runs allowed at Fenway last season. That's a 2.25 ERA. Just two walks allowed and just one home run allowed. And that one home run was to a Franchi Cordero, who's not even – he's a, he's in New York. He's a Yankee right now, so not even a threat of that happening uh, again this time around. Alex Verdugo, one of my most hated players in, in all of baseball – do have to keep an eye on his matchup with Barrios because he has hit Jose Barrios. He's six for 14 against Barrios. Now, Rafael Devers and Enrique, Enrique Hernandez, a couple of players we mentioned earlier that, have, of course, are you know extremely key to the Boston Red Sox. Well, Jose Barrios in his career has owned these two to the tune of five for 36. Uh, how about our former Blue Jay, Ramal Tapia? How about our boy, Ramal Tapia? 0 for 3, all three strikeouts, all three at-bats for strikeouts against Barrios. Let, 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 let's hope to see that continue tonight, right? Really... I mean, bottom line, want to see that that control be really good for a fourth straight start for Barrios. From a big pitcher standpoint, that's going to go a long way to show us that Jose Barrios is back. But of course, at Fenway Park, my goodness, you can't be goofing around with little reindeer games with, with your control. You got to be pinpoint. You, you've got to be really good. Lazy, hazy fly balls in any other ballpark are either over the monster or off the monster or out in right field in that short porch. I mean, we know, we know what an offensive juggernaut Fenway Park is. So Jose Barrios going to need to have that good control for the fourth straight start tonight. Who's on the, who's opposing him? Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber was Boston's opening day starter. Uh, the veteran of, uh, apparently continuing his his American League East uh, tour, I guess. I mean, 2021, he was with the New York Yankees. He was really good. 2022, he was with Tampa Bay. He was he was decent. You'd think he might be better for a team like Tampa Bay. Now, 2023, he's over in Boston. I'm happy to say he's been dreadful. One in four record is ERA a titch under seven. Now, it is worth noting that he is coming off his best start of the season. His only good start really was his last time out. It was his first start of the season that the Red Sox won the game. Now, what I would mention, though, is that game was on the road. He threw, He tossed six strong innings uh, at Baltimore. In his three starts that he's made this season at Fenway, Boston has lost all three of those games. He's allowed five home runs, 
at Fenway, or sorry, against the Blue Jays in his career, two and five, ERA over five, giving up home runs, has struggled against the Jays, is, is struggling at this ballpark, is allowing a lot more fly balls this season as well. I mean, I'll, and, and like we rhymed off the laundry list of video game numbers that Toronto Blue Jay hitters have had in this ballpark. Boy, oh boy, Blue Jays offense should absolutely be in gear tonight. I mean, as I said, we talked earlier about the offense, how they've done at Fenway. Well, how about particularly against Corey Kluber? George Springer has hit Corey Kluber very well. Bo Bichette has hit Corey Kluber very well. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has hit Corey Kluber very well. And then Matt Chapman. There, there, there's a walk in here as well, by the way, for Matt Chapman. When I say what I'm about to say here, just keep in mind there's a, there's a walk as well. Five for five, Matt Chapman against Corey Kluber. Two doubles, two home runs. Is that good? Is that good? Holy moly. Dictionary definition of domination. Wow, 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 wow. What, what I find, I'll say ironic, I was going to say funny, like, like ironically funny about Corey Kluber, is when you see him pitch this season, his curveball, his cut fastball, and his changeup. So three of his pitches have been at least decent. You, you could make cases that they've been downright good. So how? What? So how is he getting rocked left, right, and center then? That sinker that he's that he relies on, that sinker has been getting destroyed. Opponents are hitting over 400 versus Corey Kluber's sinker this season. I mean, that is clearly the pitch we want the Toronto Blue Jay hitters, uh, batters uh, looking to pick out in this game. He's he's he doesn't have the movement on it, and he's not he he's got it elevated right now. So that elevated sinker, forget it. That's leading to a lot more fly balls for him, and of course, right. The obvious equation, more fly balls at Fenway Park. Oh boy, that's going to lead to trouble for him, right? For us, for, for us, that's going to be a good thing. More on the Blue Jays at Fenway in just a moment here. Now, just a, a reminder, of course, that tonight's first pitch is at 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can catch that at Sirius XM. Tomorrow, be sure to tune in as we're joined by Locked On Red Sox as we'll further deep dive this first series of the season between these AL East foes. Now, for your car owners, I did want to mention eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right and the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors, you can be confident. Over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And finally, let's go ahead and finish off with a quick trip down memory lane. Let's go back and revisit that July 22nd game. That was the 28-5 to beatdown, one of the funnest games. I know, not a word, but you know what I mean, right? That If funnest was a word, then 28-5 is the dictionary definition of one of the funnest games ever for a Toronto Blue Jay fan. In the top of the fourth inning, that score was 14 to nothing Blue Jays. Oh my God, so right out the gate, the Blue Jays were just hammering the Red Sox. Six different Toronto Blue Jays had multiple RBIs in that game. Every single Toronto Blue Jays starter had at least two hits. Seven Blue Jays had at least three hits in that game. In the last three innings, Toronto Blue Jays scored one run. Scored one run, so 27 runs in the first six innings. Holy moly. All told, Boston would use seven pitchers that day. Now, what do we know, if, you know, very typically about when the Toronto Blue Jays lose 
what, what's normally the case, especially offensively, it's the poor hitting with runners in scoring position, in particular with two outs and runners in scoring position. Well, the Toronto Blue Jays in that 28 to 5 record setting beatdown scored 19 runs with two out. Holy cow. Wow. How about franchise records? It's got to be a lot in a game like this, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously, most runs in the game, yes, 28. Most hits in a game is the Blue Jays' total 29 hits. Most hits by one player in a game is Lourdes Gurriel had six hits in that game that tied him with Frank Calinato for the most in franchise history by one player in one game. Most hits in one inning, 11 ties. Of, most runs, I beg your pardon, most runs in one inning, 11 in one inning ties a franchise record most rbis for the game 28 yes all 28 runs were earned and we're having some fun with that one right because of course the rymel tapia inside the park grand slam was a lazy hazy fly ball to center field that the center fielder somehow lost and it went for an inside the park grand slam but we're still going to take it we're still going to take it because we enjoyed it so you know so darn much and of course 28 minus 5 equals 23. That's the largest margin of victory in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. Again, you, you see why I say if funnest was a word, we would have the dictionary definition for it right here. That'll wrap Monday's episode. Again, I thank you for bearing with me. I feel, I mean, I, I, you can see I'm not myself that I'm really struggling. I'm very, very sick right now, but it's because you you take the time to tune in every day. So I knew I had to make this episode. I, I, again, I really want to thank you and appreciate you. Enjoy the game tonight. Remember, as always, you can take it in at SiriusXM. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as we're joined by Locked on Red Sox to really deep dive this series further.